Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of FanWit, the flagship FanBite podcast. I am your host, Stephen Strum, managing editor of FanBite.com, and I'm just going straight into it this week because we are down a hand, and I think we all need the powerful energy that this uh, more condensed crew is going to bring us, and that crew includes <laughs> editor-in-chief of FanBite.com, Danielle Riendo. Hello, I'm feeling very condensed today. Yeah, you were having a shake earlier, and yeah, I bet that I just, just like, yeah... Just finished my protein shake. I did some sparring earlier. You know, it's the condensed bro lifestyle. That's what I'm right. living. Yeah. I've never known anyone more of a bro than you. Uh, <laughs> certainly not Merit K, features and trending no. editor of fanby.com. No, I'm in many ways the opposite of that. I sort of just spread out my entire body as loosely as possible. Mm, like, okay. Like a cat, like sort of just like over whatever, just like yeah. I, I kind of drape myself. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of trying to make whatever. sure that you have like like your two yeah. your two hands underneath like a couch, but then your legs sticking out <laughs> yeah. on the floor. The legs should yeah. be kind of hanging off. I love that when like my cat will be just like sitting on a, a windowsill, but like her little yeah. feet are hanging off the edge. I'm yeah. like, it's so cute. You look so stupid. Put your feet up. My... <laughs> One of mine, uh, Conti, likes to hang off the side of his little circular bed thing that I have, like kind of a raised bed for him. Uh, he likes to hang his head off of it upside down and look at the world upside down. <laughs> Just to get That's kind thing. of how he gets like a twisted view, his twisted right. world view. I forgot to mention that he, when we adopted him, we did dip him immediately in the Ace Chemicals Joker vat. He is the Joker, oh, no! yeah. Mm, yeah. Has I the know, Joker right? ever had a cat? He had hyenas. Oh. Okay, because it fish. seems like he could have a cat. Like, it seems like he'd be like, hey, check out my new pet. It's, it's kind of, like, twisted and messed up, and it's just, like, a normal cat. Just a normal cat, And yeah, he's uh-huh. just, like, obsessed with this fucking cat. And he's like, the most all normal. right, Mr. Smoochums, now we kill the <laughs> Batman. And the cat's just like... like. <laughs> the, anyway, TM, 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 TM. Joker's oh, no. cat, my new, D, my new DC comics, prestige comic that I've been oh, commissioned God. to write. Um, I googled Joker cat and I don't like it. I don't like anything oh, that I'm no, seeing. Oh no, what happened? It's kind of a bad scene is what, it, what happened, Danielle. So we're just going to move right on off of that. Fully okay. Joker-fied cat. Fully Joker-fied cat. Real Ooh. Heath Ledger styles going on there. Um, well, that's at least less bad than <laughs> more recent Joker. Yeah, I you guess. know. In, I, at least like in the, the world. I'm not saying it's like great. It just seems less bad. You know, Danielle, uh, for me personally, I would say the Heath Ledger one has had more of an impact on my life because I oh, worked yeah. at a comic book shop, you know. And oh, so you, you had that era. You were in you were in it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. We we yeah. did a yearly Halloween costume contest and the number ah. of people dressed up as the uh, Heath Ledger Joker was, I would say, mathematically incorrect. So oh. so that's definitely your favorite Joker. Yes, absolutely. You okay. know it. Mm-hmm. Danielle, uh, would you say that you have a favorite Joker? I, uh, <coughs> God, you know, <sighs> God. <laughs> Danielle, have you ever read a comic book? <laughs> uh, yes, I read a lot of Saga at one oh, point. Oh, okay, that's, that's fun. That's real. Yeah. Uh, and like a few other like image comics for sure. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I read like a Ninja Turtles comic book when I was seven in like mm. 1991. Yeah, so, the like, very yeah. first one where they kill the Shredder in yeah. the first and comic. Yeah, he dies. Where they yeah, where four teens intense. gang up on and murder an old Japanese man. Uh huh. Yeah, it's and actually throw him off a roof. Sewer. 
Yeah. It's not great. It's not great, is it? Actually, I used to dress up like a Ninja Turtle when I went out in public when I was a very young child. Wow. Wait, Wait hold so, on. Hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> you can't, you can't just code? say that. Because that can either mean you wore a headband or it can mean you painted yourself green and made a cardboard <laughs> turtle shell. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, I did have multiple Ninja Turtle Halloween costumes. Like, okay. multiple. I had, like, I think I had each turtle, probably. Wait, you, you went through the whole what? gamut. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, easily. Oh, um, well, wait, okay. But, but like, when I went out just sort of normally and I didn't need to wear, like, formal clothes, as, you know, according to my parents... It was a headband, it was knee pads, it was elbow pads, and it was like Excuse a small me? toy uh, nunchucks sometimes. So A small toy nunchucks. Oh. I don't think I knew any of this. First of all, <laughs> I need to see pictures of this. Yes. I, I'll need to ask my mom. I'm sure she has plenty. Okay. And second. That's good uh, podcast art. Oh, yeah. Who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Because you said you're carrying nunchucks around. So was it Michelangelo? It, it was. It I was. mean, that makes sense to me because I think of you. That's who I am. You yeah. are kind yes. of the Michelangelo of <laughs> absolutely the, of the group of yeah. the squad. No, okay, okay, okay. I also liked Donatello. We're going to uh, assign. Like I liked him. We're going to assign uh, turtle sonas to yes. the members of Fanwith the podcast, okay. the regular yeah, cast. So. See, it might be multiple people might be the same one, but I don't know. Danielle, you're, a, you're okay. So you're Michelangelo. Yeah. Steven, yeah. Steven, what would you? Who would you say that you are? And for <sighs> listeners who aren't aware of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and sort of their il, their their work, uh, here's how you. So <laughs> they didn't um, just kill an elderly Japanese man. That's not the only thing that they've done. Yeah. So Michael. Um, so uh, Leonardo leads. Donatello mm-hmm. does machines. Yep. Mm-hmm. Raphael is cool but crude, and Michelangelo mm-hmm. is a party dude. Yep. Right. That's what I've been led to understand. Yes. Uh, I would. I always took a little bit of umbrage with that because I would call Michelangelo more crude. Uh, I would say that Raph is rude. I would okay. Say. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of the shadow, the hedgehog. He super is, yep. yeah. Yep. If they were allowed to show guns in children's cartoons in the 80s, he would have definitely had two. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was one of the Ninja Turtles who had a, a stabbing weapon, which meant that they had to find really creative ways for him to not stab anyone. Right. <laughs> um, because mm-hmm. the ones with the knives and the swords were kind of like, oh, I guess we just do flips and like cut guns in <laughs> half and stuff. <laughs> Right, because they weren't. It wasn't like an X Men situation where Wolverine was just always fighting robots. It was more like, uh, oh, these are these foot soldiers are just kind of dudes, huh? Were the foot soldiers just dudes or robots? Mm, uh, it probably varies from interpretation to interpretation, right? Yeah, because in the movie they were definitely dudes, but then I think maybe in the TV show they were also robots. But I also get confused. Disenfranchised dudes. In, yeah. in the movies, they definitely were that disenfranchised. Was the movies, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Who joined the fucking Foot Gang to like to see a Vanilla Ice concert? Possibly was that? Yes. Yes. I think so. You were thinking yeah. of the right thing. Is that the yep. right scene? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, the Foot Clan. Go turtles, also, go turtles. Go. Yes. To, to tie it back to comic books and also to tie it back to Wolverine, the Foot Clan is a parody of The Hand uh, from Marvel oh, Comics. The really? Fights. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's like the foot, the foot is like a funny version of the oh, cool ninjas from the I mean, X-Men. Feet are the funny version of the hands. It's true. Right. 
Uh, yeah. 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 That's uh, what I've always said. The funny bone is stored in the big toe. It's so weird that the Ninja Turtles are like still a thing. I mean, not nearly as much of a thing, obviously, but like, yeah. this, this, they get movies every few years. They get there was a Nickelodeon series not too long ago. Yeah, I think yeah. people like that show a lot too. It's so much more like than the movies. One. Yeah. Oh, the Michael Bay movies. The new movies are not. Were those great. Michael Bay? Oh. I believe so. Oh. Well, not, he did so well with Transformers. <laughs> I just like the old ones when they were in fucked up costumes and yeah. Like, yeah. just looked really bizarre. And there's a scene where you can see inside of one of their mouths and see the guy inside of it. Yeah. It's bad. It's I legitimately like those films. Those, oh, no. Those yeah. Early uh, Secret of the Ooze. I watched that movie so many times as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Very same. good. Very good. I I don't know why, because it's probably the worst of the trilogy, but I definitely watched the third movie a lot. With the one Yoshi. where they go back in time. The one where they go back in time, yeah. Yoshi, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a Yoshi in that. I So I really, really distinctly recall being five years old, and it was one of the first, the first movie was one of the first movies that like I knew a movie was coming out because it was in the newspaper, and my mom talked to me about it, and we like planned to go. It was one of the first movies that was like, Danielle, we're going to a movie soon. How exciting. And I'd be like, oh, my God, that's great. Let me dress up. <laughs> uh, so there you go. A little eye to the window of a five-year-old Danielle. And nothing has changed since. Not really. Nope. No, it's pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. You still love still. movies. You know, you still get still excited. I still love movies. I still love uh, uh, amphibians and reptiles mm-hmm. and uh, all animals of all kinds. And I also love uh, martial arts. So really, yeah, pretty close. Uh, I do want to circle back, though, to Merritt's original question oh, please, here, yes. which is assigning mm-hmm. turtles to the to the gang. Yes, here. please, please. Okay. Because I, I think I have an answer for myself, but I don't know if I can pick my own, like it's picking your own nickname sort of situation. Oh, do you do you want? Uh, okay, on three. No, I think you I think it's a collaborative process. I think you can okay. you can say I'll yeah. give you my logic behind this decision, okay. which is that uh, growing up as a child, Donatello was definitely my uh, favorite of the bunch. Uh, mm-hmm. Had the best weapon in the NES game because he had the most reach. The most pokes, yeah. I was way into the idea of becoming, for a, a bit before I wanted to become an artist, I wanted to become an inventor and like a person Aww. that did machines and stuff. As we ah. discussed last week, I want to say, when we talked about BattleBots. Yes. Um, so that was kind of like a large part of my identity for like that time. I always liked the like the tech wizard type people back in those in cartoons. That being said, while Donatello was my favorite, I think modern day me, if I have to be honest with myself, is more of a Leonardo, like mm. just kind of yeah. not necessarily leading, but being the more the person who definitely is like, okay, we got to just get this project done. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to send emails. I'm just going to focus on the kind of like behind the scenes day to day of things. Like things are just going to get done today. You know, mm-hmm. I was the manager, 100%. the manager. In a yes. The, the manager, as Jordan says, I was a hundred percent going to pick uh, that for you as well, but also in the context of fan with the podcast, not just fan mm. by the site, mm. but fan with the podcast because Steven, you're our leader in this podcast. You are our host. You guide us through uh, a lot of wacky hijinks, as the Ninja Turtles do. So, I, uh, You know what? That's the nicest thing you've ever said about me, Danielle. That's the <laughs> nicest way you could describe what I do, which is uh, kind of just, I don't know, putting a rain on the parade of people's good, funny bits a no! lot of the time. 
I don't you think that's true. You keep shit moving. Exactly. Okay. Okay. No, I like that. No, I, I, I love this interpretation of it. So I'm, I'm down with that. Merit, what were you going to say? About which Ninja Turtle I am? Uh, yes. or I, w- I meant what one uh, I was, but um, oh, we can yeah. move on. I, no, I would agree. I would, I would okay. agree with Leonardo. Um, cool. uh, <sighs> So here, here's okay. Here's me, and then I will also say Nikki. And I'm only, I'm mostly picking these so that we have one of each, um, so that we don't have overlap. I think Nikki is Donatello just because Nikki is the most technical out of all of us. Absolutely, yes. Nikki knows how to make computers do things. He knows how to make Twitch do things. Doesn't always know how to make Twitch stop going, but. That's fine. We're working on that. <laughs> no, because um, in an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's a classic TMNT bit, right? Like oh. Donatello builds some wacky machine, but it goes haywire, and it's oh true. no, yeah, yeah, that's which would make me cartoons. Raphael, yes. who is just yeah. the bastard, right? <laughs> just Barrett a bastard. real bastard. Um, <laughs> now Raphael is. Um, he's cool, but crude. And I think yeah. not to toot my own horn, but I would say, um, that my tweets kind of embody that energy. Yes. yes 1000%. Yes. You did, uh, ask out a professional wrestler, um, very recently publicly on Twitter, <laughs> um, just kind of out of nowhere. And he said, yes. Yeah. That's so that's kind of Raphael. Um, yeah, I do like that. Raphael would definitely ask Orange Cassidy out on a date. That's what Raphael would yes. do. Yeah. So there you go. We we figured it out. Um, podcast is done. We can retire. We figured out which yep. Ninja Turtle we all are. All right. Ever, thank I'm you, everybody, really for listening. I'm really happy with this. Yeah. Really yeah. Happy uh, with I think it took uh, 75 episodes or mm-hmm. <laughs> however many, um, but uh, we got there. Sadly, we did not. We're not able to stretch this one out to the full hundred to get that syndication no, deal. No, but so, you know right. what? Um, Sorry, Viacom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Real bummer. Uh, how are you guys feeling? How was your weekends? It's Tuesday here, but you know we haven't really like sat Tuesday down and had, here, like, but talk. not everywhere. Not everywhere. Yeah. Somebody's still probably at Monday, right? Someone's in Tuesday or already or working Thursday, on Thursday, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Who knows? Yeah. Time is made up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Merritt, why don't you go first? Yeah, um, I don't know. My weekend was fine. It was uh, just watched a lot of anime <laughs> to record a few podcasts about anime oh, because such uh, a Raphael move, such a Raph move. <laughs> Raph is just really into Creamy Mommy. He's just really <laughs> into uh, all those old school mecha shows. He's really mm-hmm. into uh, like serial experiments lane. He's like, you guys got to oh. see this. It's so fucked up. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's like, he doesn't a cartoon, like, but it's like fucked up. He doesn't <laughs> like uh, Gundam. He likes Vodums, you know? Yeah. I don't oh. know what that is, but yeah, it's definitely. like super violent Gundam. <laughs> he likes Macross. Um, oh, and he's, he's really excited to tell you the difference between Macross and Robotech. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. Um, anyway. Yeah. So I watched a bunch of anime, played some games, um, I don't know cool. if we're in we're in that part of the episode yet where we talk about video games on the video game podcast, but we can. You know what? We run this podcast. We run this madhouse. Who we runs do this podcast? We, we run this podcast. Exactly. Uh, yeah. What, let's just go straight into talking about video games. You know, we don't have Nikki here to kind of like guide us, you know, and talk to us about um, the real big hard hitting stuff like uh, Halo. 
So right. I think we need right. to just kind of like, you know, get right into our let's video talk games, about our less some stuff. Let's talk about some indie games where you learn that your enemies are people too, and then you sort of have like an emotional revelation. About right. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Undertale. Undertale. Uh, the jumping one. Braid. Yeah. Braid 2. All these guys. I love jumping them. Jumping Sad Man. That game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, all those ones. I played some mini games this weekend. Yeah, it looks like Whoa. it. I'm looking yeah. at the list. I played a game called Dépanneur Nocturne. I... I, I looked at this on Steam when I saw the game. <laughs> <laughs> it just means night market. Um, oh, does it? Okay. A dépanneur is just like a convenience store in oh, Quebec. Right. You know, you know French. Um, petit peu. Um, okay. Oui. Ouais. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Québécois French. Yeah, exactly. Québécois yeah, French yeah, is, yeah. is weird. Um, they don't teach you that one in Ontario. They teach you France French. But oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those like, you know, you guys heard about these walking simulators? Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I have. It's kind of like that. You don't actually walk around that much, though. Basically, the whole thing is um, it's late at oh. night and you are looking for a gift for your sweetie and only oh. one store is open and you go in and talk to this weird salamander lady who owns the <laughs> store and... Mm-hmm. uh try to find something and you can like walk around and pick up different things and take them to the cash and she'll like tell you what they are. And, um, but there's like some little neat secret things. Like if you keep picking things up and showing them to her and then not buying them, she's like, Oh, I can tell you're after something special. Like, why don't you meet me downstairs in like the secret back room where I have like forbidden objects. Um, (laughs) And then there's keep the book for baseball. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or there's also like, um, if you ask to use the bathroom, you have to just like, you go through this whole fucking puzzle. Like the most complicated puzzle in the game is like finding the bathroom because it's like <laughs> way down in the basement of this place, like several floors down. And um, yeah, it took me like an hour to finish. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Very Five good bucks. vibes. Yeah. I mean, and when yeah. I say an hour, I mean like multiple playthroughs. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, very good vibes for if you want one of these like little small things where it's like nighttime and like raining and you go into like a little environment and then um, just like pick things up and look at them. It, the the modeling and graphics, uh, like the uh, the visual style, is really charming too. Yeah, it's this very I love smooth this. looking, uh, kind of low poly vibe with really like, great color very choices. Oversaturated. Yeah. So um, I have to ask. Uh, yeah, I think Co-op, the the studio here, also made Nog, which they was like did. a really cute yeah. like puzzle box game. And I was seeing some little things in the trailer where like, oh, a lot of the sort of fun of this is interacting with cute little things and seeing what weird things happen. Is that like also? It? I mean, Nog is probably a little longer than this. That had like several yeah. levels basically, but. I don't know, is this like of a piece with that or is this a little bit more of its own kind of thing? I think there's some similar DNA. Sure, Um, sure. A lot of it is, yeah, just like looking around for like these little secrets and uh, a lot of it is like talking to like the the store clerk and just like finding things in the store and like taking them to her and being like, what is this? Um, And actually (laughs) it's, so co-op has like a, um, they started this thing called co-op mini where oh, cool. they are trying to just make these tiny little things without 
basically without the expectation that it'll be like a huge seller or whatever, mm. that it's just like they're, um, you know, the people there can make something fun yeah. and experimental and then just like put it out. Um, one bit of context for this is that this came out in late May. We're in late July now. This has 48 reviews on Steam right, right it's, now. Yeah, oh, wow. it's, um, yeah. you know, not a hugely popular thing, but I don't know. I just, I, I think I have uh, played some of, I think this is uh, GP Lackey who mm. uh, made this. And um, I, I love uh, their style. Just like there's all these weird mouse heads and like little yeah. kind of like eye iconography. Um, yeah, you can, you can buy a turnip and uh, <laughs> take it back and be like, I got you a turnip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the endings are like the ending is, by... you, is you take all the stuff that you bought back to your sweetie and she's right. like, Oh, you got me a turnip. Oh, cool. We can make this into an awesome soup. Oh, cool. That's nice. Aww. Yeah. I was going to ask if, like, the vibes could get... It, it sounded like you were making it sound like it was uh, very nice and chill. So I didn't yeah. think there was, like... But actually, if you go down into the forbidden basement, no. it gets fucked up. I know? was wondering, like... Because the bathroom basement thing is, like, very long. Like, it, it goes... It keeps going down. And then you find all these keys and, like, open different things and stuff. But it's just, like, you just find a bathroom down there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just, good. like... It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Um, also, there's a cat that you can pet. Ooh, I do see a cat in this image, in this yeah. screenshot. You get an achievement uh, for finding and petting a cat. Yay. I, you know what? I get that every single morning that I wake up. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, yeah, no, this looks cool. I liked Nog a lot. This is also the same company that's going to be doing that uh, dinosaur game that everyone wanted to fucking destroy the minute <laughs> it was announced. What dinosaur uh, game? The Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, Is it? Is that the same people? Yeah. Oh, cool. Co-op, yeah. Um, maybe the opposite vibes than what this studio is maybe going for in terms of just like the fan reaction to that trailer from that. Uh, uh, I think it was an Xbox thing, right? Like, huh. I think so. Yeah. I don't remember. No, uh, Sony, wasn't it? Was it Sony? Okay, uh, okay. it might have been. It was because uh, it was the same day that they announced that cat game where you're a cat. Ah, uh, yes, the mm. really cute cat game. Yeah, Jordan's saying uh, the PS5 showcase. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What was that, what you, was that cat game? It was, uh... It's like a cat adventure, like, platformer. Right, and it's, it's like, like a humans world Humans are gone. Yeah, there's yeah. world robots and you're a cat. <laughs> like, there's graffiti that says, like, R.I.P. humans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, word, mm -hmm. I get it. That's how I feel every day. <laughs> Uh, this seems cool as hell, though. Um, what else did you been playing, Merritt? Um, I played Carrion, and I don't want to talk about it too much. I just want to say it's like kind of disappointing, and it's getting like uh, tons yeah. of great. You know, it's doing really well on Steam, but like they build it as a reverse horror game, and any stealth game is more of a reverse horror game than Carrion. Right. Um, mm. It's a Metroidvania ish without a map. So by the time you get like a couple hours in, you're like, okay, where the fuck do I go? And you have no idea uh. because there is no map and everything kind of looks the same. Um, uh. The AI is really terrible. Like you, you can't like scare people. Like they, they can be alerted and see you and start shooting. But then if you hide for a few seconds, they just go back to walking back and forth. Um, and like, it's not like, it just feels like any other game where you're like killing a bunch of people. Like it's not... Most of the game is like traversal puzzles where you have to like change your size to have either an ability to like shoot webs or to like smash through walls. And it's just, it's just not 
really what it... I, ha- I kind of had doubts about it when I saw it at E3 last year. Mm-hmm. And um, sadly for me, those doubts have been borne out. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of for a bummer. Context, for context for people, this is a game where you play, like, a big sentient meatball. It's like you play, like, the thing, but it's, like, not... It's, like, just a, a game where you kill guys and then try to solve little puzzles and there's no map. And right. I feel like they could have done the concept in so many different ways that would have been so much more interesting. But anyway, uh, and yeah, then the I was last one. This concept, uh, yeah, it's my a good concept. For sure. But yeah, it sounds like maybe it doesn't. But like, it's really just away. like you're you're an alien who's like killing people. Isn't that fucked up? And it's like no dog. Digital. That's like <laughs> every video game dog. Like yeah, no, Especially it's not that fucked up. Hmm. Especially video games that come out of this particular publisher, Devolver Digital. Like, right a lot of the things that they do like hotline Miami kicked off like an entire aesthetic yeah. genre for that. Right. We have still not quite escaped from. I, I don't feel like still in it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. The run around and like create blood splatters genre. Yeah, <laughs> like um, right, totally. Right. And then are you the real monster or are not, or who does it matter? Like that whole can vibe you, to can it. Can you believe that in this one, the humans are the real monsters? Oh, maybe. Well, there's maybe parts. There's these good. like really slow parts where you have to play as humans in like a flashback where you just walk around and like find oh. the alien or something. And it just is. I don't know. I don't want to rag on it too much. Um, the last thing it's I played this weekend was Fall Guys, and I'm really curious to see how that release is going to go because, <laughs> mm. um, for people who don't know, Fall Guys is a battle royale that is 60 people, but it's like a an action game show a la Takeshi's Challenge or like, um, mm. or sorry, not Takeshi's Challenge. Uh, that's the game, The Castle. Um, Takeshi's Castle? Castle, MXC yeah. for American yes. audiences. It's kind of like that. Um, it's just like a bunch of Mario Party mini games, basically, but you're a little bean. And uh, a bunch of people get knocked out every round. And it's like, right now it feels okay. And it's good if you're playing it with a bunch of other people. But like, the combination of like kind of slippery controls, like intentionally and playing against like a bunch of strangers isn't really that satisfying. Like, Mm. because you can easily lose if you're just placed in the back rank at the beginning of a race or something. Um, right. Because you're just, you start behind other people and it launches like pretty soon. I think it might, it's on PS plus for free, like next week or like end of this week. Yeah. So it's like, a promising game and it's like I'm glad to see people doing stuff with the battle royale genre yeah, uh, totally. lo- loosely speaking I don't know if the final thing is going to be like something that we're all like stoked to play in the same way mm. but uh, yeah I guess we'll see did either neither of you played the beta this weekend did you I did not no, I, uh, I've i not played this game at all. I didn't even play it at uh, PAX last time we were there. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I first played it at E3 2019. Oh, wow. And okay. um, I was really good at it there, but now I'm apparently <laughs> not that good at it. Um, I know John was actually talking about how he thinks that the randomness, like the RNG is like way too much of a problem in this one, which I guess that's just kind of inherent to Battle Royales too, though, right? Like, Well, uh, Kind of, but like in every gun-based battle royale, you drop down and you can choose a spot where you land. Whereas in this one, you know, a lot of them are races, so you're all just starting off behind a start line. And um, sometimes you're just behind other people. 
And I don't know what the system it uses to like determine that is. And also like it picks random things every time, but I almost always just got races. And so I didn't get to yeah. do any of like the team-based ones or anything. And it doesn't seem like there is a way that like, it doesn't seem like the game waits it to make sure that you're not just doing the same thing over and over again. Mm. Uh, that was, do we know if that was like a beta thing? Or was just like, ah, oh, the beta only has three of the seven activities or I'm whatever. not sure. Um, okay. It seemed to have a bunch of them, but... I don't know. Um, again, yeah, it's weird. It felt like it wasn't done for a game that is coming out like very soon. Soon, yeah. Um, into bugs as well, I think. Yeah. Like and there are just some other weird things. Like when you're playing in a party and you die, it doesn't immediately switch your cam to like someone else in your party. You have to like scroll through every other like 50 people or whatever to find them. Right. So it's like there's just little tweaks like that, like quality of life things that I think would really improve it and i hope they do because uh it at its best it is really entertaining and at its worst it's just really frustrating so mm, yeah yeah i think this does look like a game that has like the potential to really explode on twitch and stuff like that especially since it's going to be free on ps plus oh yeah like a rocket league no i mean i think this weekend it was like one of the most watched games if not the most watched game on twitch yes so, i think so uh, definitely built with that in mind and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. You're a little bean guy and, uh, got kind of a gang beasts quality to it. Yeah. A little floppy guys just flopping around. Um, yeah. speaking of little floppy guys just sort of flopping floppy around guys. cartoon planets, uh, that could have been smoother, but <laughs> <laughs> no, Steven, it's perfect, tell me about Astroneer because I am aware of this game, and then I also just watched a video of it this weekend where someone was just... I watch this YouTuber sometimes who just finds ways to just, like, break sim games, and uh, mm. two things that he did were he built a tower just, like, into space, <laughs> and then he also put enough dynamite around the whole planet to try and blow it in half, but it just, like broke the game like the game just got stuck and really sick <laughs> yeah so what is uh astroneer is like it's like a minecraft kind of right uh it's like or like more of a um it's like a building like a resource gathering and building yeah. kind of thing. like kind of like a satisfactory but less complex yeah, it's like halfway between a Satisfactory and a Minecraft, I would say. It's like it like tries to court both audiences by kind of like never putting one foot completely in either camp. It's mm. maybe how I would describe it. Because it's got like total world terrain deformation like a Minecraft. Um, you have this like little... When you start the game, you're just like this little dude. You're an astroneer, this kind of like little bean man, like the gang beasts and like the fall guys. Um, <laughs> except you have this like vacuum gun from Blinks the Time Sweeper uh -huh. that can just suck up the earth around you and mm -hmm. like uh you know or you know shape it if you want to you can also do that you gotta, um, you gotta vacuum up all those resources you do gotta vacuum up a lot of resources in this game and that's mm. kind of the loop of the game is vacuuming up resources to build better ways to vacuum up resources to build new stuff that uh. lets you vacuum up resources uh -huh. um I ended up watching the Giant Bomb playthrough of this that they were doing over at Giant Bomb here not too long ago. They beat the game on stream, and I was just like, fuck, this looks so fun. I've really, really, really been missing this kind of exact loop of finding new and better technologies through exploration without combat, because there's no combat in this game whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved that 
sort of whole deal in Subnautica. Um, what this game kind of lacks that Subnautica has is, I think, like, levels of surprise in the same way. Yeah. Because I know there's Subnautica- stuff that you, you find, like, weird alien stuff and you go from, like, planet to planet, right? Totally. Yeah. There's a little bit of No Man's Sky in here is the other thing, as I guess I should have mentioned, is like it's or an Outer Wilds more is actually probably the better comparison because huh. mm. uh, it's like there's seven planets in the solar system and you can just hop between them whenever you want, uh, assuming you build a rocket ship and have the fuel or the thrusters or whatever it is you do. As you go, you get better fuel, better thrusters, better shuttles, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will be some planets that only have like, oh, you can only get argon gas on this planet and this planet. So you need to, if you want to make hydrazine thrusters, you need to go to this planet, build a base there, come back to where your main base is, put it through the atmospheric condensers, yada, 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 yada. Sure. Um, and the whole kind of loop of the game is just that. Like, there's not... If this game is in early access for a long time. It is in 1.0 now, but they're still adding new stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still kind of in this weird... When it came out into early access, I was in this holding pattern of this looks like a game I would love to play when it hits 1.0. And now, because I know that they're still adding stuff, they just did a major update, like, last month where they added uh, a lot of automation options mm-hmm. to your sort of factories and stuff. Uh, more like a Satisfactory or a Factorio. Uh, I keep finding myself thinking like, man, what if they just build, what if they add mech suits to this or something like that in six <laughs> months and then I'm going to have beaten the game or gotten my fill of it and I'm not going to want to do that anymore. Mm. So do I want to keep going with this? Because building trucks that have built in paving machines and built in drills and then going into the core of the earth is really cool. Mm. Um, it turns but, out uh, another thing I learned from that video is that you have to like build these like oxygen tethers to like explore further um yes because otherwise you have like a limited supply in your your suit but you can just build a bunch of shit on trailers and then just tether it all to yourself and be dragging all of this stuff (laughs) with you everywhere (laughs) the physics are so weird in this game (laughs) yeah the the witch system is like if you attach anything to a winch in this game, it just immediately, whatever has been speared, it's as if it just loses all mass whatsoever. So it's mm. like, oh, here's this. Uh, okay, I can't pick up this uh, spaceship or this this truck or whatever. But if I attach a winch to it, just like it's just starts flying across the map because the physics just do not know how to handle it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, that's that. I played like I lost my whole Saturday to this game, and then oh, I kind of wow. stopped. Uh, but uh, no, I enjoyed what I what I did while I was doing it. But that core loop is, it turns out, uh, the loop of gathering resources and deforming the terrain around you to make cool shit, uh, very popular and good and satisfying. Huh? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Danielle, have, was, you, uh, so have you played long. this? I, I did uh, just a little bit. I actually played it before it came out at like a PAX, most likely, in like maybe 2015 or 2014, like a very early build of it and I was like oh my god this is so exciting and this is so cool and I think I've played it a couple of times like in the last you know in in time but I just have fallen so far off that I right I don't know I guess I wondered if it was like even the same thing at all <laughs> uh or it's just something very different now because I know No Man's Sky is it's you know obviously there's similar things that were there for launch but it's kind of a different game now which yeah I will always find kind of interesting. So, and yeah. that's actually, I think, the one of my other problems with this is like what I think I keep realizing with Astroneer is the game that I actually want right now, which is more Subnautica, is actually just No Man's Sky as well. Like, sure, that is yeah. the game that added mech suits and weird evolving living spaceships that you hatch out of eggs now. And Whoa, they have that now? What? Yeah. Holy they added shit. that like two updates ago. <laughs> yeah. That so they added cool. Moya from Farscape. <laughs> 
Wait, what? Yeah, basically, because it's just it's living ships, organic ships oh that you grow out of eggs. Oh my god! I, I swear, I, I know I say this like every other week, but I really do need to get back into that yeah. game because I always enjoyed it. At least there were things about it that I liked even very early on, even though it kind of depressed me very early on because it wasn't the thing that mm -hmm. I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. But oh my god, I need to play it, if, especially if it's Farscape, and I can play in Moya and be very happy. Yeah, they've got, God, they just had that, I think it talks about it on Numbers Go Up, but they added um, those, like, horror sections now as well, Danielle, oh, yeah, which you might yeah. like. That'd be uh, awesome. Get, get, like, a little micro um, alien isolation vibe in there. Oh, incredible. Um, but then, yeah, also, like, the update before that was mech suits. The update before that was, like, big organic ships that you, that yeah, you, like, level up and grow over time and whatnot. And, oh, that's uh, so cool. You can have like giant freighters where you can keep your own whole fleets of ships now. It's it's oh, the game is so cool. It's just like they've done so little. I think Colin and I have talked about this a little bit. They've done so little to make the early hours of that game get you to that cool stuff uh, faster. Gotcha, gotcha. It, yeah. It's still kind of a slog. And then if you fall off of the game, my first impulse is always, well, I should go back and restart from the beginning. And then the beginning is exactly the same as it was six yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, no, that, that was my adventures through space um, over the last, like, over the weekend and the last week before that. Wow. Um, I also played a game we don't have to talk about for a ton of time. I think, like you, Merritt, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed with this one. It's called Other Side. Mm. Okay. This thing has a yeah, look. Yeah, I saw, I saw this. Yeah. It looks interesting. What is, this is like a, uh, it's like an XCOM. It's like an XCOM. Yeah, that is at the, at its heart, that's the easiest way to phrase it. There's a lot of... XCOM is such a weird thing now, and XCOM and Fire Emblem too, because I feel like there's been an explosion of tactics games and people trying to like make mm -hmm. tactics games, uh, partially because of the success of Fire Emblem, uh, probably. And so what you end up seeing with a lot of those games is a lot of them trying to find ways to either play into the tropes of those games or play against them. So unlike an XCOM... This one does not really have a lot of defensive options. There's no, you can't set an Overwatch trap in other side. You can't, mm. uh, well, basic, basic logline for this game. It is a black and white roguelike tactics game that takes place in like an alternate history 1927. <laughs> after <Whoa>. I, <laughs> after I think the Spanish flu maybe has mutated the people of Earth uh, into weird monsters and summoned a creature from beyond the veil called the Suffering Other. Okay. Uh, so it's who, a Kojima game. It's, it's a Kojima game, of course. <laughs> uh, and the Suffering Other has a champion on Earth who is a small boy who wears a bag on his head called <laughs> The Child, I think. Good. And he's very mad at this one lady called The Red Mother, who is, the, you start the game in the tutorial, you play as her, and she's like humanity's last warrior. She's immortal, but every time she goes into combat, she gets weaker and weaker. Uh, and so what she elects to do is, no, the so the, the, the small bag boy detonates himself like a nuclear bomb by okay. screaming very loud <laughs> and blows oh, up I, a city. I love Dragon Ball. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He screams so loud that he opens... No, Merritt, he literally screams so loud he opens up a hole into another dimension like oh, Majin Buu. I, I, I love Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, he straight up does that. Um, opens up a portal to the other dimension. The Red Mother goes through the portal and then starts like... And she says, well, since I'm in the other 
side. I'm in the suffering others dimension. I can't fight anymore, but I can send you my daughters, uh, which are like clones of her that all have like a fraction of her strength. And those are your units used in combat. Okay. And every time this game is just full of like fucking proper nouns and jargon and stuff like that. Oh boy. Yeah. Because it's like every time you make a new daughter, like you randomly roll a new daughter, it says germinate daughter. So you, and like a naked woman with white hair comes out of like water and some <laughs> grabs like a spear or a sword or two guns because those are the three weapon types. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wow. And and they don't have abilities. They have, you know, they have skills, but then they also have remembrances. And remembrances last for your entire run, but memories can be equipped like loot to each individual gun. And if you want to uh, go on to a mission, they're not missions, they're synapses. So you have to go close the synapses. It's, okay. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of, like, high-minded sort of... I don't know if I've played enough of it to call it fake deep, but sometimes it does feel like somebody, like, was writing a high fantasy story and like kind of just translated that into a video game. Um, and I don't know how much I lo- actually love the tactics part of it is, mm. is kind of the, the end of this. It has a lot of interesting ideas. It is playing with a thing that I think a lot of tactics games are starting to do more and more of now um, uh, where it is. Uh, what is it? Into the Breach. That's the game you love, Danielle. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. My game where, of life. Yeah, yeah, the, the game of your entire existence. <laughs> where it's like, um, hey, you know what's going to happen before it happens. Here's a timeline at the bottom of the screen. You can interrupt attacks or push them back on the timeline to you know keep yourself going. Mm. Uh, and it does some stuff with that, but I don't feel like I have enough options right now. I don't think there's enough variety in the enemies or in my unit types. There's only three types of units. There's the, the shield people, the sword people, and the gun people. Yeah, the, the, enemies the three are all, genders, right? The three genders, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, they do get that part right, at least. Pokemon Gun. Know? Still waiting on Pokemon, Pokemon Gun. Gun. <laughs> this is literally, yeah, uh-huh, 100%. It is Gun, Sword, and Shield is in this game. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just, like, I never feel like I have enough options to, like, protect myself at any time, which I think is their way of trying to force you to lose, because it is run-based. It is a roguelike. Mm. Um, like every video game. And it, it makes that really stark and interesting first impression because of its unique style. And it's all in black and white, but then it has red like Sin City. Um, but I don't know that there's a lot of meat on them bones. So yeah. uh, I don't know how much I'll stick with it. Danielle, yeah. this sounds like something you would play maybe. Yeah, it really does. And like looking at it, just taking a preliminary look, it, it <laughs> this is weird, but I guess the Kojima game thing made me think of this. That it just looks like what I thought Death Stranding was going to be, like from the first, uh, like the <laughs> first trailer we ever saw, of just like people coming out of the water and everything's very okay. like okay. affected sure. and everything is very like sad and somber and the stakes are very high, uh, but the tactics bit itself does sound like something I might play. Yeah, I. Uh, the tactic stuff is at once, I think, too complicated and too shallow. Like, it's mm. it's complicated without being complex, I don't think. Oh, I don't like that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how much you would actually enjoy that particular part of it. Because, um, again, I think it's trying to force you to lose by, like, removing a lot of your... Your, your units don't heal, ever. 
they you you go into a mission and they take damage and some of your moves even take your health away from you like you have to spend health to huh. cast certain abilities so it's like a kind of like a it feels maybe to what's the word i'm looking for like blunt in terms of just like blunt. we don't we don't want you to get further this is the easiest way we could figure out to do that 100% yeah uh-huh and and i think because it's a roguelike one of the things that is so appealing about roguelikes is as you continue to play you get new interesting stuff and i would expect new classes new enemies or whatever but no instead what it is is you kind of just do the same missions over and over and over again with your like increasingly higher numbers on the existing daughters that survive or that you choose to resurrect um cuz you can heal by sacrificing one daughter to like heal another if you if you kill one of them permanently i think the other one gets full health back or something okay. um, and then you and then you can use like coins to bring the dead ones back um yeah i don't know like mary i think you nailed it on the head i think blunt is exactly the term i would use mm. uh, but that's out today i think uh, huh. people will, if people do want to check it out i don't think it's super expensive uh i think that's basically all i played that's of any real note um huh. I don't know. It's such Any a weird week. Note. Yeah. Yeah, Danielle, what about you? Oh, I played a game. I actually played a game. I played a whole ass game this week. You played it to the end. I played it to the end. Oh, interesting. I did it. Okay. I saw it to the end, which is like increasingly uh, a rare thing. No, I did. I did finish uh, The Last of Us Two as well. But um. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't see that listed here. I yeah. No, know. that's fine. I, we talked about it already. That I finish that game I think but uh, yeah, oh okay I did this thing the other night so I my weekend was all right I was on my ambulance a whole bunch that was pretty cool I had some cool jobs I did a bunch of stuff and then I was uh perusing because I got Xbox Game Pass and it's a really good thing that has a lot of cool stuff and it lets you you know it's not even just like a tasting menu but you can play a lot of things on it which is great and it's very low pressure so i could just be like hey this looks cool let's play this and i can just bring it to my partner and we can kind of play something together uh in that way that i play a lot of single player games which is just hey you take the controller for a bit i'll take the controller for a bit we'll just kind of hang out and enjoy this thing mm-hmm. i played after party i saw it on uh xbox game pass like i'd heard of it it's from the folks who made oxen free so it's night school studio and it is very much the same gameplay uh basically as something like oxen free so it's like a narrative um adventure game where you're mostly making dialogue choices but there's some puzzles and there's some uh sort of adventure game style puzzles of like oh this is kind of this obstacle you need to figure something out to get past this obstacle make these choices talk to these people uh, get like a disguise to hide and get in somewhere, that sort of thing. Uh, but it is set in a really kind of fun alternate version of hell. So you play these two like kids who are about to graduate college, Milo and Lola. And for some reason they're at a party that's like, oh, the graduating class party. And they're both kind of, kind of over it. One is kind of a dork. One is kind of a uh, like depressed person and they're both have issues and so on and so forth. And then you go to hell and hell is this like kind of fun neon party town where everybody gets tortured and there are demons and all this other kind of shit. But it is that sort of like, <laughs> Oh, fun party town. Yeah. How do I put parties. this? What type of humor is this? It is like Rick um, and Morty. I wouldn't oh, say Rick wait, and Morty. I couldn't play this. It's much it's more smart. good natured. It's much more like sweet than Rick and Morty. It's like a, like, 
the fact that it's in hell and there's Satan and people have, you know, uh, like Beelzebub is in this. All sorts of demons are in this. Uh, but it's like a very gentle kind of humor, frankly. Okay. Um, I, I think I'm I know what you're talking like, about. I'm, I'm trying also to like trying get to think at this, like, it's very soft-edged, but still, like, cute and, and uh, almost, I'm trying not to say wholesome, because fuck that word. But also, it's in hell. It's, <laughs> it is in hell. <laughs> it's in hell, uh, and people are a lot nicer than you might think. And of course, Mother and Lola are like, "Why are we in hell? We're good people. We did a lot of volunteering." And it was funny to me because, like, I just got off a volunteer shift, and then I went to play this game, and I still had like my <laughs> uniform on, and I was like, "What? What the fuck?" And then you looked around <laughs> you and realized you were the one in hell, Danielle. I did. I did. And my Whoa. dog kept barking, and then <laughs> I like went right down to the bottom of the earth, and it was a lot of pressure, man. It sucked. Uh, but yeah, I really liked it. it. It just had a really, like, kind of fun vibe. Extremely chill game. Like, there's nothing especially challenging. You, there is a dance contest at one point. You do have to, like, drink to get certain dialogue right. options. So there's a little bit of a puzzle element of, like, oh, pick your poison. You pick something, and it gives you extra dialogue options to, you know, get through little kind of dialogue puzzles uh, and stuff like that. But the writing was pretty sharp. The voice acting was great. It's actually mostly... Um, like, it's uh, Janina Gavankar, I think, is is one of the stars. Yes. Sarah Elmola's in this game. You know, several, like, people you would know if you've played any indie game or moderately budgeted game yeah. in the last decade, basically. An indie game like Star Wars Battlefront 2 from An EA. An indie game yeah. like EA's uh, <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront 2, exactly. Uh, the little game. The little game from the little... Uh, from the little people. From, from the, the little, little folks developers, at you know, Arts. at EA. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, very, uh, mm. it's like prestige indie humor, but not mean. Does that make sense? Does that no, totally. work? Okay. It, this, Danielle, you are the perfect person to ask this question. Does this give you <laughs> some of yeah. the same vibes as like a X, original Xbox and like PlayStation 2 era Double Fine? Yes. Like a Psychonauts, yes, yes, like yes, a yes, yes. Legend? Very yeah, much okay. so. Very, very much so. Uh, where it's, like, kind of gentle, even though it's, you know, things like, oh, you're in hell, or hey, you're in uh, Brutal Legends version of hell, or whatever. Like, it's very, very kind of mild and gentle. It's very pretty in general. It actually it looks, looks and has a little bit of a vibe of a game I loved last year, uh, Neo Cab, because you mm. spend a lot of time in a hell cab, actually, with, like, one of the most fun characters who kind of gives you backstory about hell and, you know, goofy jokes and things like that. Uh, pretty breezy. I think it's maybe about six hours or so. Uh, fairly meaty for this type of game. So there's a lot of different locales and a lot of different little quests that you go on. But none of them feel insubstantial or fetch questy. It's all very much like, well, you need these three se seals uh, from Monarchs of Hell so that you can challenge Satan to a drinking contest. So you can go back to life. That is the whole plot of this game. Uh, and so you meet a lot of wacky characters and that sort of thing. Uh, it's honestly the best like weekend mood like good vibes little game which i know sounds funny because it's about hell and having drinking contests no yeah and all no, that i totally stuff. get you though yeah. i my only complaint really my only complaint at all is that this style of humor can feel very young especially when you know these characters are like college kids who are 22 and about to embark on their careers and it's all about like their anxieties and there's a uh, recurring character called sister mary worm uh, horn or something like that who is like their personal demon who knows all their secrets and keeps coming up with like things that bother them and it's just very much like yeah all right 
You're 22. I guess I'm just too old to relate to you at this point. Oh, relate to their, like, personal problems? Yeah, I almost want this type of humor to... Ah. Well, this sounds like a boomer fucking thing to say, but I guess I'll just say it. I would love this kind of humor applied to characters who weren't super young. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I don't think this humor is inherently young. Mm -hmm. It just feels like it's always associated with, like, oh, it's starring a couple of cool kids or like oh it's about teenagers or oh it's about college kids that kind of thing like oh their whole lives are in front of them and therefore that's interesting I genuinely would be more interested in seeing this type of thing applied to I don't know somebody at a different stage of life I suppose um, no I 100% get yeah. that impulse because like in the last like five years you know people who listen to this podcast probably know that I enjoy manga and uh, sure, anime, yeah. my Japanese animes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. And in the, like the last five or six years, there has been in manga and anime a pretty sharp shift into exactly what you're looking for, which is a lot more stories just about adults um, yeah. and adult problems. And a lot, oftentimes in, you know, comedic genres and like slice of life about like to adult people in their like mid twenties to early thirties, like trying to like who are still single, and it's just like, oh fuck, how do you date when you also have a job and yeah, you know yeah. working in an office and shit? Like this sucks. And you know shows like Recovery of an MMO Junkie and Wotakoi and Way of the House Husband is also a lot of this kind sure. of humor too, with with other stuff layered on. But I love that stuff, and I totally get where you're coming yeah. from as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I find this stuff. Uh, honestly very charming if it's done well and i think it's done pretty well here i think the writing is pretty sharp and it's it's very breezy it flows really nicely like i had a really good time kind of going from set piece to set piece and doing the little puzzles to puzzles and all that kind of stuff i just kept being like man can't they be 36 can't they, can't they just be like you know 36 years old and they have an apartment in brooklyn and like that's the problems that they have you know going to hell with that i don't know you know i'm just i'm just throwing things at a board here but uh can't they be five years into paying off their student loans instead of zero years that just is a thing that i think is always going to be an issue in games unfortunately uh, not always always or like inherently it just seems to be something we encounter a lot like oh things that have this somewhat gentle sense of humor very typically in this medium uh are about kids or about young people and it's like that's fine i am not saying this is a knock on what it is it's just it just be cool you know that's all i wonder how much of that too is you know how like we have for the past 10 years suffered through like the dadification of video games because sure. a bunch of game developers became dads and realized like whoa this has changed my life. I need to make art about <laughs> right. this. Right. Uh, I, I wonder if yeah. we're seeing that in like the indie space to a certain degree of just like, I'm 25 now. It's time to make my indie game. And my experiences are being 22. So I'm going to make <laughs> a game about that. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder. And like, yeah, I, I am also pretty sick of the datification stuff. So I, you know, honestly, it sounds like going to a, uh, uh, a night market and, and finding a gift for my sweetie might be my my vibe. And I also would uh, appreciate this like gentle, exaggerated style of humor applied to, to something like that as well. So yeah, it's no. a, it's a cool game though. Again, uh, I enjoyed that. I could just try it out on game pass and I liked it enough to, to see it through the end and liked a lot of places that it went. I thought it was pretty fun. So nice. Yeah. That and baseball. My, oh, uh, my team went to the oh. world series. Do we need God, to make a baseball. Do we need to make a baseball update? I think. <laughs> I know Nikki's not here, but you both can you both we, can talk about we it. We opened right? the forbidden book. Yep. And it blotted out the sun. 
and all the <laughs> all the umpire's eyes turned white, and Jalen Hot Dog Fingers was incinerated. <laughs> and uh, another player actually was incinerated yesterday. Yeah. I, oh no! Um, Wait, yeah. what is it like a weekly thing now? Uh, no, umpires just sometimes will just like incinerate players. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's rough out there on in on the baseball field. Um, Why do they keep playing? I would quit. I mean, they have to. Uh, yeah, I don't think they the, have a choice. The discipline oh. era. <laughs> the discipline era has begun. Uh, yeah, in memoriam, Jalen Hot Dog Fingers. Uh, <laughs> Poor one. Wait, out. no, multiple. A bunch of people have died. Fitzgerald Massey, Tyreek Olive, Jenna Mc- Maldonado, Nora Perez, were all uh, destroyed by. By umpires. <laughs> the seven-day forecast is endless darkness. Yeah, lots of solar eclipses for all the weather. Uh, I think oh for every God. game right now, I'm like scrolling through, and it's like, yeah, that's a solar eclipse for everybody. Uh-huh. Um, the, the book has its own uh, tab now, and but yeah. most of it is redacted. Yeah, uh-huh, and, like uh, control. Yeah, and like the election. The the new decrees are there's some that are just like whatever it like, um, you know. There's well, one still is like, peanuts. One right. is peanuts. One is just peanuts, <laughs> and it just says peanuts. And another one is popular evolution, which is the team with the most fans will evolve with a capital yeah. E. So oh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and now all of the blessings are like, um. Your team's your team has bloodlust. Um, you get a gunblade bat, <laughs> literal arm cannon. It's one of my faves. Yeah, yeah. literal arm cannon, um, blood sacrifice. So <laughs> it's getting bad. Like things are getting bad. And I will say too, man, the Breckenridge Jazz hands. We were doing so well, and then we lost. But um, we're in the top of the Chaotic Evil League right now. Hades Tigers. Ooh. Are really killing it. They yeah. um, almost won. Was one but, of the uh, team names changed? Uh, yeah, the Moab Sunbeams. The Hellmouth opened underneath Moab, so it's now the Hellmouth Sunbeams. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Um, oh my god, I love this. So, thing. I love hearing about this. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see how the you know how the discipline era <laughs> continues. Is there is there a new vote? Because it was a vote that opened up. The, yes, uh, forbidden yeah. Votes. yeah so like yeah the decrees are like the those votes and then there's like the uh blessings which happen to random players um so yeah the new vote is like there's still relegation which is like eliminate the last place team but then there's like some other things and that like there's some rules changes and then there's like the fa- the popular evolution one and peanuts which again just says peanuts <laughs> just says peanuts and, uh, okay <laughs> i did vote for peanuts a couple times already yeah so. oh of course yeah uh, I, I'm gonna take a wild guess here about the nature of the Blazeball audience, but I bet Peanuts is going to win the vote. I mean, Popular Evolution is like pretty exciting too, yeah. because oh, right, I don't yeah. know what that means that they're just going to evolve. Like they're gonna turn into like beings of pure energy or something. God, like baseball right? spirits. This is gonna be like that episode of the Venture Brothers where they find out that there's like a student enclave underneath oh my the Venture Compound. <laughs> Uh, incredible yeah I, I'm thinking they'll become like they'll just grow extra arms and legs like to make them run faster and bat harder mm. and pitch faster that's also like my weird interpretation of evolve it could also be that like 
the team evolves as its own thing. Like it maybe it becomes a carry-on blob, and that's how mm-hmm. you know. Part, there's an offense blob and a defense blob. I don't know. They it's get insided. Fun. Yeah, now, yeah. It that becomes the tricky. end of inside, and that's how you win at baseball. <laughs> that that one is tricky for baseball though, because you you don't know if that blob is going to be better in the field or better up at bat. You know, honestly, it's true. honestly, you're right. Yeah. Um, really baseball, baseball is a <laughs> baseball is a game that I feel kind of bad that I didn't get in on uh, before the Forbidden Book because now I feel like it's just like oh, I'm a <laughs> I'm a latecomer at this point. Like That's I'm okay. just jumping on the bandwagon. I mean, um, I'd say it's your call. I imagine things will only continue to get much worse so mm. <laughs> it might we, in like a week we might look back and like yearn for the days of the discipline era you know <laughs> that's true <laughs> when we enter like the uh, i don't know what era is gonna come the after the discipline era. era yeah yeah the heat death era. <laughs> now jordan says it's only been two weeks that's still an early adopter it's yep. like i don't know if you've been on the internet jordan but time has accelerated culture is accelerating all around us two weeks might as well be 20 years as far as it's the true. internet is concerned Honestly, um, like, Stephen, I, I encourage you to give this a shot. It is wildly fun and also something that takes so little of my time and energy and attention and mm. gives me back. Like, it, it punches so far above its weight and joy that it gives me for attention put in. That that is, like, a great game <laughs> to me in my life right now uh, for just having a little ounce of joy every time my amazing Hades Tigers maul somebody <laughs> else, you know? Makes me very happy. Uh, honestly, that's not a bad pitch because uh, pitch. What? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've been incinerated. Oh no, Stephen. Uh, but no, but that's not a bad pitch because both of you today have brought games that sound like, boy, those sound just like fun games that you can just kind of beat, huh? Like you yeah. can just like get in there because I played like a fuck ton of Destiny over the weekend. <laughs> Um, yeah. And that's not a game that you get, like, any sense of accomplishment out of once you log off, you know? <laughs> yeah, I love Does a game. Does that make sense? I've been looking at games lately that, yeah. where I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I would love to, like, finish a game. And the smaller mm-hmm. ones kind of feel good. But, like, I'm also just like, maybe I'll just play, like, a AAA video game that you finish. Like, that yeah. you can finish. You know, one, like, a game that ends. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of how I keep thinking about Ghost of Tsushima. I promise I will not talk more about Ghost of Tsushima on this podcast, but I did just want to say I keep thinking like, boy, that feels like a good like Does it end. Yeah, totally. It's just a, oh. it's just like an Assassin's Creedy kind of thing, you know. It's hmm. like a it's got a single player story, um, and it's just seems like a they made a traditional ass video game, and it's like you know what that doesn't sound too bad right now. Yeah, oh, like a video game. Like a video game. They just made a video game that you play you know. and not something that you hook yourself up to for the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah, you know, like a video game. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I had that period there for like where in two weeks I beat Final Fantasy VII Remake 8, 9, and 12 all back oh to my, back. Oh, my God. And that felt so good. Nobody felt so good, Daniel, is the thing. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of just want, I want that back again, but I haven't mm-hmm. found, like, a thing that is, like, boy, I could just, like, eat these. I could just, like, I could just have them like a, like a, like a burrito. It's just, like, it's yeah. really. Like an L.A. taco. Like yeah. an L.A. taco. Yeah, like a, you know, like a wild wing. Like a Mexico City wild wing. Like that. Sure. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I don't know if, you, it sounds like, Merritt, you're maybe in a similar predicament right now. 
Yeah, I think so. I, um, you know, I have all these, I bought a bunch of games on the Steam sale, mostly these kind of smaller ones that I'm churning my way through. Um, but they're almost like too small. Like I need something in between like a live game and like a cute little like hour long thing where I'm like, right. yeah, I'm going to play this for like 20 hours and then I beat it and I'm like, yeah, that was good. That was a fun totally. thing. So um, I actually looked at, I was like, do I want to play, uh, do I want to play Darksiders 3? Um, because oh. it was on sale on the Epic store. And I was just like, no, probably not. It's, I, it's bad. I did. I like the first two kind of, but like, I don't think that's the way to go for this. Yeah, it does feel like, boy, like any number of the Darksiders game, you could pick any game from I that know. franchise, and that does just feel like a, yeah, that's a video game, huh? That's just a video game, toe to tip. It's just a video game. Yeah. <laughs> there's a boss, there's a, a big monster, there's mm-hmm. sword, there's key. Ten levels? Ten, ten levels in Darksiders. Oh. Um, oh. Just, they got all of the arcade levels in, uh, which is really impressive <laughs> that they managed to fit them all. On yeah, one the Xbox. sprites are the sprites are impressive for on a TV, you know. They're great, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I am looking at my like Steam recently played list, and it's Destiny Two, Star Wars: The Old Republic, Monster Hunter World, No Man's Sky. Wow. Hmm. Oh, Those are bad, big, huh? big, big. They are big. And then uh, like even the even the ones that you can beat are like Total War, Three Kingdoms, Death Stranding, uh, Astroneer. It's just like, uh, oh, Origin, Divinity Original Sin 2, as we have on record here. It's just like, yeah, they're just, like you said, Merritt, they're like, they're not quite in that, like, little range uh, yeah. that I really yeah. want. I can't find anything in that range for me right now. Need something in that range. If you have suggestions for that range, please message us. Please, uh, at us. Yeah. On Twitter. Please, 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 we need it. Please, 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 please help us. We need help. Help us do our jobs. We need help. (laughs) Uh, I think this is maybe also just like a symptom of it, you know, well, I think there's pretty obvious reasons why this is happening, but we are in kind of a uh, bit of a dry spell in terms of like new game releases. Jordan, (laughs) our producer, Jordan Mallory, has suggested Senran Kagura Peach Ball, which is a game where... um, Girls get uh, hypnotized into thinking that they're cats, and to fix them, you have to play pinball by shooting them with a pinball a lot, and it makes them be normal again. Now, so, I didn't know that was the premise. That's the premise of that one, of Senran uh-huh. Kagura, the storied franchise uh-huh. about that dares to ask the question, what if ninjas just had, like, Giant bazooms. Yeah. What if, tw- what if What if thirteen-year-old ninjas just had like epic yabos? Mm-hmm. What just, if children just, just had gigantic gazongas? Yeah, we're talking huge badonka donks. Oh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah, that's not quite what I was going for, actually. But yeah, these these anime ninja girls, Sakura's got massive bonga dongs. <laughs> God, it's, I just, it's just, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bad franchise of video games. It's a fighting game franchise. This is a spinoff. This is their sort of Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, I would say. Oh, except it's pinball. Except it's pinball. Extreme Beach Pinball. 
Wait, oh, Jordan, wait. I'm getting. Oh, wait, I'm hearing that they're not fighting games. I thought they were fighting games because they fight and then their clothes fall off because they get damaged. In, in 2014, official Nintendo magazine wrote a preview about Senran Kagura 2 Deep Crimson, misnaming it as Senran Kagura Burst 2 because video game journalists don't play video games, labeling right. the game as filth and describing it as sexual objectification <laughs> with breasts and buttocks. This is elicited a response from Hatsu, the production coordinator at Xseed Games, to unofficially reply, criticizing the writer's views as superficial and ignorant to the game's character's story and actual gameplay. She also mentioned that a writer for official Nintendo magazine unsuccessfully attempted to boycott the game without having any knowledge, and that the writer made inappropriate jokes, such as describing large breasts as smuggling fleshy watermelons. So just sort of everyone coming off as... Uh, bad there. Real, yeah, yeah. Now, do you think that was? Do you think that article was featured in the IGN Babes section? Oh, <laughs> interesting. Remember the IGN Babes section? Yeah. Remember how that was a thing? That thing kind of lasted way longer than it should have, huh? Yeah. Love them or hate them. One uh, of these was a rhythm cooking game for the PlayStation Vita. Okay. Cool. Huh. Cool. <laughs> Senran Kagura. Bon appetit. Uh, uh, well, sorry, we a... regret to inform you that Senran Kagura Bon Appetit has been canceled for uh, <laughs> workplace practices. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know what, guys? I don't even fucking know anymore. Is this what you want? I guess. Fine. Oh, I oh. had that. I had that moment. One of them had uh, came with a mouse pad, like one of those titty mouse pads. Oh, a titty mouse pad. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I guess, is this what you want? Is this what you people want? Merritt, I, I have that question for you, too, because you actually played a game where I had that exact question when I uh, looked at it on Steam uh, a few days ago, which is Helltaker. Oh, oh yeah, Helltaker. Um, it's and I just don't a nothing it. burger. It's just such it's, a nothing burger. People, people are so horny. If I've learned anything from <laughs> Steam... It's that if you made a game that's sort of horny, that's like the bare minimum of a video game, like it isn't just a sliding block puzzle or like a, a jigsaw puzzle or something, people will go fucking crazy about it. I guess it's yeah. like it's free, but it's just like it's just a um It's a sliding block puzzle game. It's kind of a sliding block puzzle game, um, but not in the way that I'm thinking where it's like the one empty space and you have to move things around. It's more just like you have a certain number of moves to get your character to an exit. And uh, it's like this weird devil version of uh, Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza uh, franchise. I think of him as kind of like a Johnny Bravo. Um, Okay, he's kind of like a Johnny Bravo. And his whole thing is like, I want a harem of devil girls. And so he goes to hell and then like you just do a dumb little puzzle thing and then you talk to one of them and sometimes you can click the wrong answer and then you die. Oh. And then that's it. Because they kill you? Yeah. And then it it takes about half an hour. Um, And you can skip the puzzles. That was one of the features that they listed. You don't actually have to play the video game. Yeah. Right. Is it like... So the thing that I was really taken aback by is I saw... Before I figured out what this game actually was, I saw so much fan art of it. So much more yeah. fan art of Helltaker. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You could make a game that is just like the bare minimum. And people are so... Like, people's horniness is like an unlimited resource. And, um, I mean, it's free. So I don't know if this person has like made any 
money off of it. But what I bet they could do now if they wanted to was be like, hey, I have a Kickstarter for my new game. And right. that would probably pay off. Um, so yeah, I guess if you want to, I don't know. It's not like horrible. And as far in terms of like, it's not like tasteless either. It's just kind of like nothing to me. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like there's a there's a part of me that like just almost respects something like not necessarily the statements made by the people around it, but like I respect the brazenness of a Senran Kagura and people just being like, no, this is just this is just like exactly what it is. We're just going like really, really horny with this. Whereas the Helltaker thing, like it just doesn't seem like it goes far enough in any direction, at least based on what I've seen. It's it was very surprising to me that it popped off to the degree that it did. And I played through the whole thing on a stream. Um, a little after it came out, it was like fine. I don't know. It was just kind of like the dialogue is kind of corny, and um, the gameplay is not that enjoyable. So again, yeah, people are just fucking horny. Um, so I guess get it if you can. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just kind of boring sometimes, you know. Okay, well, you know, I'm on my hunt for a game, a good game that I can just beat, I think, continues then. I truly, I don't know why nobody on itch.io has made a game about how long it used to take to download porn or an image of movies. <laughs> like, that, that to me feels like the most itch.io, like, it's a 30-minute personal game, a personal exploration, you know, of being a horny teen sitting down at your computer with your modem, you know, late at night when your parents won't suspect that anything is up and like, you know, spending an hour just like, oh wait, uh, I well, hold on, in my ear, Jordan, Jordan Mallory's saying, get Nina Freeman on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's made just, a lot of yeah. genuinely cool games about like being young and not quite understanding a lot of these things. And, yeah, for sure. And being on the internet. And being on the I, internet, I, exactly. I, Important. Okay, I'm, Okay, sorry. I'm still on the Senrin Kagura Burst Wikipedia page. And, uh, <laughs> oh, good. In 2013, Ken Berry of North American publisher USA, uh, Marvelous USA, said that they had considered releasing it digitally outside Japan, but that it was, quote, a scary proposition due to the subject matter and difference in attitudes between Japanese culture and the more conservative culture in the U.S. And, like... Oh. Like fuck off, Ken Berry. <laughs> like, yeah, right. like, oh yeah, oh no. Japan is a much more liberal culture because we love to jack off to children with big tits. That's um, yeah, very a, yeah. progressive. Um, like, well, that's where that like whole. Th this is like the origin point of that whole like um, um, vagina bones. Oh, you know, I was going to say more misconception of like how like well Japan is like this weird fantasy land for like weebs oh, to yeah. like view uh, as their like perfect um weird sort of like uh No SJWs here. Nightmare. Yeah. Right, uh -huh. right, right, right. Only 12-year-old titties. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. This is what weebs actually believe. Ugh. I mean, yeah. Ugh. Uh, anyway, anyway, I'm glad I know nothing about this entire segment of the world. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I just sit Danielle. here every time, and I'm just like, listen, oh, America is like. also terrible. America it sure is, is also no, obsessed bad. with barely legal girls and stuff, and like it's just a different expression of the same shit. But like, don't characterize the states yeah. as like, oh, it won't do well because of conservatives. It's like, I mean, yeah. maybe, but also like, man. My conception corny. of this is it's that this corny. is 
Western people, like, you know, like, sorry, but like certain avatars, like Western folks who think this attitude about Japan and not actual Japanese culture. No, 100%. That makes sense. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, again, I know nothing about any of this, but that has always been my sense of it is like, it is in itself some weird misconception about anyway, what's okay. Anyway, I'm, um, <clears throat> I am, um, blacklisting Nintendo until they restore the vagina bones to, right. <laughs> to Phoenix Wright. And, um, is he missing them? Uh, yeah, someone, missing someone's missing bones. them. Yeah, no, Phoenix oh, is, no. his friend is. Uh, he does that, have that hat that says Papa on it in that one that, game. That oh. sexy ghost who um, possesses people yeah. and then they get sexy. She is, they're all missing him. Is she died because yeah. she doesn't have her vagina bones and you can't live without them. Right. She did yeah. die right. because of that, yeah. yeah. She couldn't get a transplant in time, unfortunately. Right, right. There uh, was no, no she, donor she, in time. <laughs> <laughs> no, in those in that franchise, she did in fact die because she was murdered by her boss and like beaten over the head. Um, yeah, in the first game of the Phoenix Wright franchise, you're you're like your mentor is murdered in the first yeah, level of the first. Yeah, that's kind of dark, huh? <laughs> all the oh. Phoenix Wright game, all the Ace Attorney games, I guess I should say, are actually super dark. They're like conceptually extremely, extremely dark. Um, just from like even like a trying to imagine what society must be like in that universe where things are the way that they are and like the legal system works the way that it does, which is basically just how the legal system actually works, but they just, in the Phoenix Wright franchise or in the Ace Attorney franchise, they just like make it very naked and plain. Um, mm. And later on, they definitely start to wrestle with that a little bit more and try to like acknowledge the characters, your characters will start to acknowledge that people are like, oh, this is fucked up and bad. Like, what is the point of all of this system? I don't have any power to do anything about it except for like trying to game the system as much as possible to save like a couple people per game. But man, this sucks. Um, and then, yes, also your your mentor uh, with with massive Baruma rooms um, <laughs> possesses your best friend and makes her grow massive Baruma rooms every time that you need help in those first three games. Wow. That's uh, that's and that's the story of the uh, Ace Attorney franchise by Capcom. And it was oh, never heard helping, from again. Unfortunately, yeah. I could really go for a new Ace Attorney. Yeah, we honestly. all could. Uh. I don't know. I, it's such a weird week this week because we don't have um, we don't have Nikki. I, we, you and I, Merritt, I know specifically. Plus, all the other people in the Destiny raid group were just like, on Sunday. Boy, it doesn't feel like Sunday, huh? Like, boy, it doesn't feel like the week should have started. Yeah, no, we were like, oh, it's Saturday, right? Um, yeah, we don't. We're not going to work tomorrow. If we if we all don't work, they can't fire all of us. Right, Danielle, you can't. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah that's well, as the, the Michelangelo, that's of the literally group. what a strike is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. We could have literally just striked under Danielle. And Danielle, as a former union rep or current union rep, I'm still in the union. You're still in the union. Okay. Yeah. I still pay my dues. Beautiful. I was just yeah. gonna say, as as that, you would have to support us, of course, if we I struck mean, against you. Yeah. You know, I would. I know you. Well, absolutely, I know you would. I'm just saying, like, if we struck specifically, just kind of like against you for no good reason, um, yeah. I or think just that would against be very the funny. concept of it being Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's not. We refuse. We refuse to acknowledge that time has progressed. Yeah, I fully uh, support that. Actually, that's uh, how the new so era of baseball uh, starts. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah, no, time is very confusing and bad because um, I think we should wrap soon, but I am, someone yeah. did send me an ad, a, a Pokemon, because earlier today I posted an old PS1 ad that's just like one of the characters from Battle Arena, Toshinden, basically just like telling oh, the, Sophia. Yeah, being like, buy a PlayStation or I'll fucking cut you. Um, <laughs> someone did link me a Target Pokemon ad with the following text, which presumably meant something very different at the time, but the passage of time has rendered its meaning slightly different because the text mm. says, Pokemon, gotta catch them all. Collect them. Train them. Trade them. Watch them spit roast your best friend. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now I don't think the concept no, of spit roasting uh, no, didn't uh, exist in the nineties. Uh, no, <laughs> like, uh, is this just supposed to be like, oh, Charizard is gonna set your friend on fire? Yeah, totally, 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 totally. Now, why That's did what they somebody choose? Thought. Yep, that like language, huh? It just changes Merit. over time. Now that's my question. Does it? Can we trace the etymology of that one? Because I bet, I bet, I bet that was in use when Pokemon games were coming out back then. I bet. <sighs> or is this like a what's his name, the Zodiac Killer, uh, call, asking people to call him Daddy, and then has somebody having to explain you cannot oh ask god. people to call you Daddy. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Yeah, remember that. Um, boy, this was, uh, you know what, this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because we don't have as many people this week, but also, we, we did just kind of sneak in, like, quite a lot of horny into this one, huh? Always. I'm sorry. Um, no, I it's don't fine. like it, but... I think I have a higher tolerance for it even than you do, Merit, so it's it's totally fine. I Danielle, I don't know where you Everyone fall. <laughs> needs, needs to just kind of calm down a little bit, you know? <laughs> Everybody needs to take a breath, take a take a break, take a knee, uh, take a podcast, mm. and uh, you know, do what you gotta do. What you gotta do. I think. Yeah, I think that's what the, this podcast, this this episode of this podcast, this particular recording has done for me. It's been a nice little kind of like um, kind of a moment of rest. It's a it's a little more relaxed episode. Uh, I've got you know better energy going into the rest of the week now. Thank you for that, everybody. Yeah, yeah I like good energy. Yeah. I do miss Nikki, but he will be back next Tuesday, along with, I assume, all of us on the next episode of Fan with the Fanbyte podcast. We come out every Tuesday afternoon in the West here. Uh, you know, check your local listings in terms of uh, what time zone you're in. But we're going to call it this for this week. If you want to listen to the rest of our good shows, you can go to fanbyte.com slash podcast, where we have other programs like Numbers Go Up. You love to see it. I believe we're, um, Danielle, you were on this week's uh, You Love to See It, yes? Oh, I sure was. Uh, yeah. Actually, You Love to See It this week was especially exciting because we had Mish who uh, actually works for, sorry, I didn't mean to make this one horny, I promise, uh, but she's a very cool person who runs uh, a company called Strange Bedfellas that makes uh, monster-themed uh, sexual enhancement products. Oh, cool. So, uh, And also we watched Elysium, which is a terrible movie that is a <laughs> lot of fun. Not a sexy movie. A lot of fun to kind of make fun of. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was myself, it was Mish, it was John. Uh, we had a good time. And I think we're, we might have a scream at this week, too. So there might be some screaming oh. as well. So, yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and you both, Danielle and Merritt, do East Coast Office Hours in the Office Hours feed on yeah. fanby.com. So yeah, on Fridays. You can yeah. check that out on Friday afternoons. We re That's one of the only ones we record 
on a Friday and then also put out on a Friday. So it has big Friday energy. Ooh, I love that. You know what? <laughs> like, if you go out, like, kind of more of this kind of more relaxed pace and more relaxed energy, that is a, definitely a good one to listen to. You guys have some really fun conversations on there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, last thing. One more time, I want to remind folks that we will be having a stream on twitch.tv slash fanbyte on Friday as well. If you also want to unwind this week, we will be raiding. I think we are doing the last wish raid in Destiny 2, me, Merritt, and the rest of the uh, raid team. Uh, that'll also be Jordan, pr uh, producer Jordan, who's also here with us. Yay! Thank you, Jordan. Also, just in general, for being yeah. here. Thank you for, uh, mostly thank you for helping us through the raids, because, you know, it has been a just fabulous time to be back into Destiny 2, I think, with other people that I know and like and playing with you guys. I think that makes all the difference in the world. Um, so, yeah, definitely tune in for that. That'll be Friday afternoon. We're going to do that raid. Uh, we're going to come back. We did not manage to beat the... Garden of Salvation raid in our last attempt, but we will circle back on that and uh, kick its fucking ass into the dirt uh, sometime in the future. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to go kill a big dragon with a bunch of swords. Until next week, thank you for all for joining us. Thank you for listening. If you like our show, you can go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen and leave us a rating and review to goose those algorithms and show that you support us. Fuck, I always forget the list of things that I need to go through. It's such a long one. Where can people find you, Danielle, if they wanted to uh, follow you on Twitter? Cool. Merritt, where can people find you? I'm at Merritt K. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Steven Strum. You can also find uh, Fanbyte Media at, at Fanbyte Media. Until next time, I love you. <laughs>